When you and your team are working hard and focusing on day-to-day work, sometimes important big-picture conversations can get delayed or maybe even never happen. Today, we're going to talk about how you can use scheduled quarterly one-on-one check-ins with your employees to talk about the important stuff and stay more connected. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. Whoa. (laughs) I did not expect that sound. That's right. We're psyched. We are ready to go. (laughs) I hope you're not like listening to this at 5 a.m. on Friday. Sorry about that. Whatever. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Boom. You're ready to rock 5 a.m. Let's get on that treadmill and pump. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I I wanted to... uh, let people know, you know what? We're looking for some new reviews to read. I don't have a new review to read what? today, Mark. No new review. Yeah. Well, come on, people. Get on there. <laughs> Show the love. You know, I wonder if we're making it too hard for people to leave uh, reviews with all these challenges and stuff. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's too hard or does it make it fun? I, I think it makes it fun. You know, right. it's like a challenge. It's, 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 we're essentially making a game for people. Yeah. We're letting them <laughs> like just turn off their brain for a second, have a little fun. Let's be creative. Are we going to generate a random noun? Yeah. So the way this works, uh, if you uh, like the podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple podcasts to make it fun and make you get a little creative. We generate a random word for you to work into Uh, your review. So it's a little bit of a challenge. Okay. Today on the episode, (laughs) our random noun is midnight. Oh, (laughs) nice. Are we turning into a a crazy morning show, like a radio morning show? I wouldn't be opposed to that. All right. Friday mornings with Ben and Mark. There you go. Yeah, so if you leave us a review, try to work in the word midnight into your review. Mm. Nobody has gone for Cumberbun yet, surprisingly. Surprisingly, Cumberbun was a solid one, too. Yeah. Not sure why no one's worked that in. I, you know, it's difficult. I mean, I'm, I doubt that a lot of people are listening to the Friday habit as they're tightening their cummerbunds, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. Well, hey, uh, this today's topic is very timely. Uh, quarterly check-ins uh, with your team. How do we do them, Ben? I started, as soon as I hired uh, my first employee, I put a quarterly review on the calendar out of the gate um, and then have done it every time we've hired another person, we, I just get that quarterly review going. So obviously you see a benefit in it. Yeah. I'm doing something right here. <laughs> I, I love doing it. I, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to it. Yeah. So I, I guess I wanted to talk a little bit about what the purpose of doing this is, you know, why do a quarterly check in, but then also get into some of the practical stuff as far as like how to do it and be effective with it. Now, now say you're a one man band. Yeah. No team, just yeah. you writing copy in a basement somewhere. <laughs> uh-huh. you, get some, you get some tips for us? 100%. Okay, Yeah, awesome. I, I mean, honestly, a lot of this stuff, 
Some of it applies to connecting with your team, but also a quarterly check-in can be useful to do with yourself and almost do like a self-evaluation. So definitely keep that in mind as we go through this. Some of these things, you could go through this list and do a self-evaluation. Like, what are you doing well at? What are you not doing well at? Kind of rate yourself, and then it'll give you a little bit more awareness of what you can do to get better at things. Nice. All right. Well, let's jump on in. All right, let's do it. So uh, first, let's talk about a little bit like why do quarterly check-ins. So here's a few reasons that I think make it really valuable. One is doing a quarterly check-in helps you be more intentional about staying connected with your team. And I guess maybe I should step back and just say what a quarterly check-in is to me as well. And it basically is just a time, probably about an hour, once a quarter. I usually do it right on the start of a quarter. So, you know, on January 1st-ish, you know, on a Friday, we take part of our, our set-aside Friday time and we spend about you know, an hour, I spent about an hour with each employee to kind of talk through um, a couple of things and basically to check in with them, let them know how they're doing as part of the team and also get feedback from them on how I can do better uh, as a leader and, you know, as the owner of the company. So, so yeah, there's a few uh, things I think that really help this be really valuable. Like I said, the first one is being more intentional about staying connected with your team. I find it pretty easy to like get caught up in client work or just improving the business and kind of ignoring some of the bigger picture things with with employees like let's say you need to talk about hey do you still even like working here you know you don't want to be surprised and blindsided someday if your employee comes to you like hey you know what I've not really enjoyed working here for the last 6 months or a year we, maybe we never stopped to talk about it and there was never an opening for them to bring something like that up so just kind of having these quarterly check-ins has a set aside time to make it easier to talk about things like that hmm Second thing is just building in important communication into your systems and your culture. So it helps you be intentional, but also just building this into a system so that you don't accidentally forget to talk about these things. Which is so easy to do, yeah. right? I mean, you're running a business, everyone's just trying to get their work done, and we're just trying to you know, get through each week and, and stay on top of our work. And so it's easy just for this to slip through the crack. And if you're not intentional about it, uh, it just won't ever happen. Right. Yeah. And it won't happen. And not only will you maybe not think of it, but the only thing, it just kind of makes it a little less awkward for someone on your team to bring up an issue with you. Like, let's say something you're doing is getting on their nerves. Like, let's say I'm playing music in the office super loud every day and people are like, I didn't want to tell you, but I hate country music, you know, (laughs) or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's like, so it gives it like, it leaves the door open in these quarterly check-ins where you ask for feedback as well and say like, Hey, what can I do to be a better boss or to create a better environment for you to get your work done? And Mm -hmm. so having an opening like that is helpful. Um, I know like with one of my team members, um, they waited until their quarterly check-in to ask for new equipment because they're like, you know, I don't really want to just ask randomly in the middle of a day, but hey, you know, I've been thinking I'm going to need, you know, a new computer soon. So having a set-aside time where they can ask for training or ask for equipment, it makes them feel like there's an opening where they don't have to be super assertive to like raise their hand. Instead, it's like, hey, I'm asking you, you tell me if you need something. Yeah, I love that. So there's that. And, uh, you know, I think also it really helps, especially when we get to some of the stuff we'll talk about with the actual performance review stuff, helps you be a lot more clear and consistent about setting expectations for the team, um, what you expect from them, and then also them letting them know where they're at with different things. So mm-hmm. I think that's another reason it's important. So Well, yeah, and I think that that's huge because what, what I've done is when I sit down and we what we do is we kind of go over what the goals are for Brand Viva, 
what are the company's goals, right? And then we have what are the company goals for that particular employee? Like we want to help them get their education or, you know, help them further themselves in this in this creative way or whatever that might be. Um, and then I like to go over their job description, you know, to kind of go through and say, all right, when we hired you, you know, a year ago, this is what we hired you for, right? These handful of things. And then we can kind of stay aligned and say, all right, are we, is that still good? Are you still good with that? Um, and are you, you know, performing in those areas? Are there things we need to remove from this list or add to this list? Just so that the expectations are always clear and that nobody uh, is feeling like, oh, you know, I got hired to do X, Y, and Z, but I'm doing a, B, and C, and that's really annoying, you know. So I think that's just been really helpful. And I think when you have that clear communication and those expectations are set, I think it just creates a better environment, right? It creates a, a healthier, uh, more open environment. And having that allows your company just to be an enjoyable place to be. Yeah. Which at the end of the day, that's what we want. Like, I don't want to you know, build a company that I hate going to and I don't like the <laughs> right. people and everyone's miserable. So it's like, let's, let's do this right. That's like, I mean, that's surprising to me, Mark. That seems like something you would enjoy <laughs> spreading misery, living every day. Like it's Monday. <laughs> Live every day. Like it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. You know, like that's one of my goals with my company is to make people's, you know, help people be successful at doing what they love. And that's not just our clients, it's our employees too. So, mm-hmm. That's that's really good, um, and actually, that's a really good one that we don't do. Um, so, I actually have been working with some of uh, my team right now. In the past, I've been a little hesitant to give job titles and descriptions because I want everyone to, um, you know, not be like, "Oh, if these are the only things I have to do," but being responsible mm-hmm. for the success of the company overall. But I've also realized that lack of clarity on exactly who is responsible for what causes problems, you know, too. And it's, I think it's, it really helps a lot to have more defined roles. So making them flexible and being able to say like, Hey, how are things going? I think that's a really smart idea. And for some of the roles we have really defined stuff and for other roles we don't. So it's easier in some areas to define them and not, not define them. But that's actually a really good one that I will add to my list. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and and I know that you said that you don't really want to you haven't really done titles or things like that. But one of the things that I found is that a title is something that may not mean a lot to me, but I find that it means a lot to other people. Mm. Um, you know, and I, there's some equity in a title, you know, if, if someone who works for me, um, has a, like a senior director of title that actually gives them a leg up if if they ever wanted to move on hopefully they would never want to but if they ever sure. decided they wanted to do something else or you know pursue something different having that title is something that you can kind of offer as a benefit like hey we we can't do a pay bump this this uh you know quarter but we can do a title change and right. sometimes that 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 means a lot so that's cool yeah that's a good thing to think about too so that's kind of like why do quarterly check-ins. So I'm sold. (laughs) I'm so sold. (laughs) All right. Let's, let's jump in and how to do it. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Okay. So first thing is I would recommend giving your employees a heads up ahead of time before you start doing this. So set some expectations. If you haven't done this yet, I would give them a heads up. Don't spring it on them like, oh, you're doing your review. And they're like, uh, review. Like, but there's something I've just been doing. I don't know about Friday, three 30. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wait, what? So what? I would definitely take the time to set some expectations of like, hey, here's the reason and go through some of those reasons that it's helpful for everyone. Like, hey, this is for you to give feedback to me, me to give feedback to you, some of the stuff we just talked about. 
also set expectations like, hey, you know, this is at least what I did is say like, hey, I, I am going to be very honest here. This is not a time for me to sugarcoat what's going on. This is to be very clear and it's going to help you and me to know what's going well and what's not. I think it was uh, Brene Brown said in one of her books, uh, clear is kind. It's like the idea of like, if you're just sugarcoating things, that's actually not kind because you're not being completely transparent with somebody. It doesn't mm-hmm. give them an opportunity to improve. There's a lot of other issues with that where they might be surprised later because you weren't you sugarcoated it so much that they're surprised by your real feelings. So I think being clear up front saying, hey, probably everybody on the team in this in this performance review pieces of this, you you most people are probably going to have a poor rating. There's going to be excellent, good, fair, and poor. And probably everyone will have at least one area where they're not doing well in. You know, And it's not something personal. This is just my perspective. And I'm going to want to get your perspective on if you think you're doing better than that. And also, you know, like what do you think is holding you back from moving up and getting better at that? You know, And so it's not mm-hmm. anything personal. It's not it, it, that kind of stuff. So setting some expectations of that you are going to be very honest about it and objective, I think... Uh, will just help soften the blow if you do need to have harder conversations and realize that, hey, especially the first time, I'm not going to judge you on things I haven't already set expectations on before. It's not fair for me to to judge you on something that I haven't already kind of set. Like, oh, this is my standard, my expectation. So the first time, we're just going to do an evaluation of where we're at and you're not going to be like penalized for anything that you're not performing super highly on. Um, mm-hmm. And that was actually when my my friend Tim gave me a, a tip on that when I was talking to him about this. He was like, hey, I just, when I do, I try to make sure that the first time through they realize, hey, it's not fair for me to judge you on anything that we haven't already set expectations on. So we'll do that. As set, set kind of a bar the first time we do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the part of just setting expectations and helping them prepare. I also like to use a performance review chart. And so you can Google this like employee performance review. I combined a few different ones that I liked and created a chart. But basically it has a chart where on one side, on the left, you have a list of different qualities that you want to evaluate for an, an employee. So for example, this one has job knowledge, productivity, work quality, technical skills, work consistency, enthusiasm, cooperation, attitude, and it keeps going down the list. Punctuality, you know, attendance, dependability. And what do you rate them one one through five? Um, basically, it's um, excellent, good, fair, and poor. So I tell people like, hey, if you're doing excellent, like I can't even think of a way you can improve. Like if you, I'm not going to give everybody mm-hmm. excellent. Like I'm like, hey, I'm not only going to give excellent if I'm like, I'm blown away. Like <laughs> I don't even know how I could get better at this, right? Right. Because I tend to be a, a person that just wants to make people feel good. I'm like, oh, you're doing awesome. Like, you know, and not like actually address any issues that come up. So, mm-hmm. and this is like time for me to put on my serious, like, all right, let's talk about this and figure it out. Man, that's awkward. I, I'm stingy with the excellent. <laughs> That's but, good, but That's yeah, good. but I'm also I'm 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 fair about it too. I, I feel like you know, and but I also try to listen when I give these ratings and say, hey. And so basically, you have these this list on the left where it's like all these different character qualities, or or aspects of the job that, or you know, things that you want to rate performance on. Then you have excellent, good, fair, and poor, and then next to that, I have notes for each one. So actually, you don't want to rush this. You want to be really thoughtful. If you're going to give somebody an excellent rating or a poor rating or really any rating. Think you really should put in the time, you know, probably about an hour per person at least to to think about this and be 
as intentional as you can. So you're not giving somebody a poor rating without being very clear about what that means and how they can get better. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's just not fair, you know, to somebody to do that. So basically, you know, go through rate each one, write a little bit of notes about why you feel like that's the rating and, and maybe down below all that stuff. There's an area where you can write uh, opportunities for improvement. So if there was anything that was poor, fair or whatever, um, then you can kind of say, okay, here's, here's, um, some ideas on how to improve that from your perspective before you talk to them. And, you know, a th- another thing to do is, is just to define what you mean by excellent, good, fair, and poor. So me, excellent, mm-hmm. like I said, is like, this is blowing me away. Good is like, hey, you're doing your job well. Like, good is actually good. It's not just like, oh, good. No, it's like, this is good. <laughs> but excellent is like beyond good. You know what I mean? Like, good is, is already great. So fair is like, okay, you're checking the box, you know? All right, it's getting done. It's all right. And then mm-hmm. poor is like, oh, this really needs some work. Like, there's some problems here we need to fix. So now I, I got a question for you. Do you give this form to them d- before you have the review? Like, can they look at this to see what these categories are so they can maybe even self judge themselves before your meeting? Um, so, so far I have not done that, but that was actually one of the things I was going to mention is that I'm going to try to start doing is, is do it to where they can kind of self-evaluate and we can compare notes, you know, so they can be like, Hey, this is where I feel like I'm at in these areas. And then we can see if there's anything that's like totally different. Like maybe one of us is like, Oh, I thought I was doing amazing in this. I'm like, I thought this was really poor. And then we can be like, okay, like where it's going on here. Mm-hmm. So I think it is something that I'm going to start doing is is just make this available to everybody. So, hey, you know, a week before we do our review, check this out. And then you can kind of be thinking about how you're doing and and even have some ideas. If you think you're doing something poor, like have some ideas to bring to that meeting of how you want to improve. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is something that, that I plan to do in the future. Nice. So another cool thing about this is since you're doing this performance review, it gives me the opportunity to recognize strong areas that I wouldn't normally recognize because it's easy to take for granted when things are going great. And you're like, oh, this employee, you, all you see is like, oh, this person came in late this one time or something. I mean, I, I personally <laughs> don't really care about that too much because my t- with my team, it's more about getting the work done than like uh-huh. managing exactly what time they come in or something. But, but you know, it's easy to see those little things and get nitpicky about them. But then it's really great to be able to recognize an employee that is doing most things really well, you know? And so mm-hmm. having this list is a great way to be like, Hey, you are doing great in these areas and to actually acknowledge that. Cause it may never come up. You may never appreciate like how enthusiastic they are about their work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or how creative they are. If you don't sit down and think, all right, how creative have they been this last quarter? It's like, Oh man, they actually, I never thought about them as a creative person, but they've come up with a lot of ideas. And so like encouraging that. So that's one reason I like doing it is just you can kind of recognize their strong areas. Yeah, nice. And I mean, like I said, it gives you the opportunity to be honest about their weak areas. It kind of forces you to talk about the things that you wouldn't normally talk about because they're on the list. You're going down one by one. So it's like, all right, right. Next, next one. All right. <laughs> and I'm sure if it was me getting reviewed, I'd just like scan the list real quick. All right, which ones did I get poor on? Oh, crap. And you're just waiting to get to that one probably. Yeah. But going through it, it's like, it depends on how you handle it as a person. But to me, I'm very much like, hey, we're on a team here. I'm I'm kind of coaching you to be a better uh, team member. You know, from my perspective, I'm not coming down hard on you and be like, "Oh man, you suck." You know, yeah. it's more like, "Hey, here's some areas like I really feel like you could improve." And honestly, you're you're doing them a service too for the future to become an even better team member for another team. You know what I mean? And helping them overcome any weaknesses they have. So it just has to be one of those things where 
you have to have an attitude of like coaching and helping them, you know, succeed and not all mm-hmm. about like coming down hard on them for failing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that's so important. I think, you know, looking at it as an opportunity to enrich someone else's life and push them to be a better version of themselves. Yeah. It works out for both of you, right? It works out for them because they are um, becoming better. And then it works out for you because they're becoming a better employee. So I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, one thing I like to do after we kind of go through this performance review, this is something I used to do instead of the performance re- review. And this is a new thing I've started. Uh, the performance review part is new, uh, but this, the, the other questions I ask, I like to do as well, which are basically just some more general questions, which are like, how are you feeling about the work you're currently doing? Kind of like you were saying, going over like a, um, a job description. Mine was a little less formal, but I might kind of formalize that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like what do you enjoy most about your work? What part of your work drains you? What new skills would you like to learn? Are there any tools that help you do better in your job? Are there any conferences you'd like to attend? Is there anything I can do to help you improve? You know, what do I do that makes your job more difficult? You know, that's a question that kind of opens up the door <laughs> for them to give you feedback. You know, yeah. it's like, what, what do I do that makes your job hard? And it's like, oh man, and that can be hard to hear sometimes, but I mean, they're having to listen to your feedback. So I, th- I think it's only fair to open up the door to feedback um, back the other direction. And then even like, hey, what can I do to be a better leader for you and the rest of the team? Like, what do you see, you know, weakness-wise that I could work on? Yeah. So, you know, you have to come at it, I think, in, um, from a humble perspective to learn because, I mean, even in the last quarter um, with one of my team members, we had had some really good discussions. And a lot of the, the small things that they had were... Uh, struggling with actually came down to not having clear goals defined by me mm-hmm. and also me not dedicating the time to to actually work on those things with them when it required my input. I was just kind of checking the box and not really putting my all into that part of it. And mm-hmm. it was basically undermining what they were trying to do in their job and and basically said like made it so that they were rated poor in that area, but really it was ended up being my fault. So mm-hmm. um, and also it helps you identify like those um, kind of fits so like is this person in the right role or not you know so you can identify okay cool right. like this part of their job is not working because they don't have the skills for that area or whatever it might be and so it gives you the opportunity to fix it so a lot of times this this stuff actually ends up coming <laughs> coming back on you so watch out for that uh, because <laughs> if you like lots of times it's because you didn't empower them the right way or mm-hmm. you weren't strategic about handing that thing off and it's cool because then you know, it's like you're looking at this together, trying to figure out how do we make this stuff better, not looking at them and pointing the finger of like you're failing. It's like, hey, like here's how things are actually going in reality. Like, what can we do to make it better? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that part. I think, like I said, being humble, listening to feedback is really helpful. Um, a couple other conversations you could have and bring up during you know quarterly reviews are things like raises. You know, talking about what the plan is for that, any mm-hmm. shifts in responsibilities, like we talked about. Um, their future career plans, you know, so you can help build them up for if they don't plan to stay with you forever, how can you help them succeed at the job they get next? And then Mm -hmm. even just like, what are your future plans for the company and just letting them know that stuff. And a lot of that stuff we cover in our like team quarterly meeting too, you know, not just the one-on-one, but it can see like, Hey, you know, here's the plans that we have. So I like to usually do the reviews after we set the quarterly goals as a company and then like, Mm -hmm. then we'll talk like one-on-one and see, you know, how they fit into that and if they have questions about it or concerns and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's my suggestions. 
This is awesome. I love this. This is like adulting stuff. Like this is like, we got to go to the next level. Like we can talk about being a company, but then it's like, when you're really a company, you have to dig in and do some of these things. And I think for a lot of people, it's hard, right? Like having tough conversations is difficult and embracing conflict or having different ideas. Like those aren't easy things, but it's one of those things that you'll be better for it. If you do it, we all like to avoid conflict and we, sometimes we just will like, maybe it'll fix itself, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where uh, it won't fix itself. And what will happen is that over time, uh, there'll just be a degrade, um, degradation (laughs) degradation yeah degradation there'll be a degradation of morale (laughs) and other things and it will be that thing of you know the elephant in the room that nobody talks about right you know so i think this this kind of goes around that and helps you you know nip it at the at the bud as they like to say so so recap we got you know give your employees a heads up ahead of time don't spring it on them you know, use a performance review chart that helps you kind of, you know, have a guideline or a map of where you're going with the review. Yep. Um, recognize people's strong areas, do that first, and then be honest about their weak areas. Give them praise before you blast them. Um, <laughs> have a list of questions uh, or prompts to cover uh, with each person. And then at the end of the day, be humble and listen to the feedback that you get so that you can improve as well. Yeah. I love that. So what's our action item for the week? Action item is to put your next quarter quarterly review on the calendar. So figure out when you can do this, set expectations with your team, talk through, hey, this is this is why I want to do this. It's going to be better for everyone. You know, I want to make sure that we're all aligned. And then actually put that on the calendar, you know, shoot them out a, a copy of this ahead of time so they can see the types of things you'll be talking about. Um, and then also make sure that you tell them the types of things you want feedback on as as their leader as well. That's awesome. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, don't forget to go to the FridayHabit.com to find show notes for this episode. Um, there you can also find links to our website and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System uh, that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. Thanks for listening to The Friday Habit. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.